0: Business
1: Elevation Show on Voice America. Uh, Delighted to be with you uh, again um, over here from the UK. Um, Got a great call um, uh, from my producer this week to say that last week we had um, listening to the show and um, people access from 32 different countries against a, a station average of seven um, so i uh, just want to say wherever you are in the world um, really appreciate you uh, listening into the uh, program do feel if you've ever got any comments or thoughts that you can email me as well at chris at chris and um, so today i'm, I'm going to be introducing you to an amazing guy sean anderson and we're going to talk about going the extra mile and before we do that, though, I'd like to say a big thank you to my guest from last week, Jonathan Fahl. Uh, Jonathan Fahl um, owns a business called Rockstar. Uh, they a, m- a mentoring organisation, but he also um, a ownership for forty six businesses. Um, and he was a really, really interesting character to uh, to talk with and learn about how you how you best. Um, you know, prepare your business to, um, to to gain capital and how you best then develop that business such that maybe one day people will invest in it or or you can divest of it. And he really talked about some of the key principles um, that are really helpful for growing a business. And probably one thing I think that maybe shocked or, or really got people thinking was he shared about how most businesses today are one and two man businesses and that people just don't and prepare themselves such that um, one day they're going to have you to—they're know, going to retire or they're going to get tired of working—and uh, then the money stops coming in because they haven't prepared their business to uh, to d- give them an income once they've departed. So, if you're interested in that um, sort of stuff, do go back and listen to that recording. So, let me talk to you today about Sean Anderson and today's show. And I just wonder, in thinking about the conversations that I've had with Sean, you know, about what. You know, through my life, could I have achieved if I'd really, really gone and taken every opportunity to go the extra mile? And I'd like you to think about that yourself while you're listening to this show. But how could you go the extra mile? And if you did, you know, what are the, some of the results that you could achieve? You might be the owner of a business. You might be, you know, a business leader. You might just be, you know, at any stage at the moment in your life, and looking for a new job or something like that. What if you just went that extra bit further? Um, Sean Anderson is a six time motivational author. He's an inspiring keynote speaker and a really, really kind of results producing uh, builder of people. And his go the extra mile philosophy um, has been praised by leaders and media outlets all over the world. And when it comes to living the life he loves, um, this this is really interesting. Um, He's really, really walked his talk. He's built a million dollar company, he's pedaled a bike 4,000 miles across the US twice. And he's had adventures in over 45 countries, including uh, been walked across Spain, Portugal, uh, England, uh, Ireland, um, 750 miles around Shikoku in Japan. His seventh book The four fibs will be out as an e-book in May. And in July, he's putting his sneakers on, as we call them over here in the UK, trainers. And he's trekking over 500 miles across Italy. He's a lifetime entrepreneur. He's a creator of Extra Mile Day, uh, which has been declared by 527 cities and being adopted. Um, it's just really about a day every year about recognizing the power that we each have to create positive changes in our lives and go the extra mile. So a huge welcome to my guest today, Sean Anderson. Uh, Chris,
2: it's a privilege to talk to Voice America's most powerful host. I'm happy to be here with
1: you. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm not sure I always feel powerful. I'm certainly, certainly caring and I'm certainly interested. I might do my, be- doing my best. But um, I, I, it is a real honour to host this show. I've done it for nearly seven years now. And um, I do really love the opportunity to talk to really interesting people like you and, and really have the opportunity to sort of share their lessons and learnings to people. And, uh, yeah, thank you for all those different nationalities that are now checking into the show. So, Sean, can we start today by... Tell us a bit about your life when you were growing up. and I'm just really intrigued about how that prepared you for the life that you lead today.
2: Well, Chris, I've been a lifetime entrepreneur, and my very first business was actually at the age of 10, and I was selling worms to fishermen. In the evening before I would be selling them, I would flood my parents' backyard with water And the night crawlers, the giant worms, would then come up to the surface. And late that night, I would take a a big barrel and I would start just scooping up the worms, you know, one by one. I would have run an ad in the Reno Evening Gazette paper, which (laughs) would show up on weekends. And the fishermen would stop by at 6 o'clock in the morning as I sat out, the little 10-year-old in the front yard, selling you know, worms by the dozen, but you always had to give the baker's dozen the extra worms so the fishermen kept on coming back. And, and I learned right then that the more worms that I sold, the more baseball cards I could buy. And so that's how it all began.
1: Wow. So, so you really had this entrepreneurial spirit from a young age. Did that come from somewhere? Did you have a relative who also had that spirit or was it just the, the uh, desire to have all those baseball cards? You know, it's, it's, I think right there, just starting to
2: visualize that I had the ability to create my future. If, I, if what I did today had an impact on what I could bring into my life tomorrow, and maybe for that 10-year-old, it was as simple as a baseball card, but I learned one of the most powerful rules in life, and that's the rule of cause and effect. And again, what we do today creates what happens to us tomorrow. Mm.
1: Wow. I think a, a very, very great initiative there and uh, yeah, a good one for the local fishermen. Um, and it's quite interesting. I, I was reading, uh, locally somebody had done some analysis and for the, the latest football card sticker pack for uh, the World Cup, um, works out that it's going to be well over $1,000 for people to, to buy and, and be able to fill that book up. Um, incredible um, business model there. I'm not sure I fully approve, if I'm honest. But, um, <laughs> but there you go. Anyway, I'm sure you had a nice full book from all those fat worms. Um, so you you then went on and you you built a vocational college. Um, how does someone get to do that? Well, you know, it, it was a long time a
2: long time between baseball cards and building a vocational college. And again, you know, when you're an entrepreneur when you're a business guy and you just have these ideas some of them work sometimes and some of them don't work and i think that's where the the concept of going the extra mile really started to sink in is because because sometimes if we have this idea and we just take the normal steps to to make that idea happen it's 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 not going to flourish it's not going to blossom like we would have imagined because because life throws at us these these situations sometimes where we've got to do more to get over the hump, to get over the hill. We've got to we've got to go that extra mile to make it happen. Uh, it, it was in the uh, it, it was in the 90s when I had this passion in America for. Tr- to going into an inner city, Los Angeles, and seeing if I could break the gener- the generational welfare system and build a vocational college for generational f- welfare families and see if I could teach them a job skill, a practical job skill, so that they could go out and, and get a job and not have to follow their parents and their grandparents on welfare. And so that's where that really started, that, that passion for wanting to create change in the world.
1: Mm. And I'm, I'm st- and I'm still- I'm still coming kind of intrigued. Was there a moment in your life when it was this sort of self-interest in in self-development and and improving and making a difference? Was there you know something you read or something you saw or someone you spoke to that was a catalyst for this you know this desire in you to uh, to keep moving forward? You know, I just I just
2: liked to win. I just like to excel. I just I just liked that feeling and when you go the extra mile you've got more of a chance to do that. But there was no there was no single moment. I can remember a single moment though that ties into what I do today as far as trying to bring my very best into helping people become their very best. And I was a young kid and I was listening to a record, an old record and it was John Fitzgerald Kennedy and John Kennedy was giving a speech on this record, and it was a live speech. And in the background, I could hear the people and how they responded to his words. And even as a young boy, I remember how I responded and how I felt inspired and how I felt the hope of what this one man was doing and how I felt that I could go do something great too. And that is what stuck stuck to me as far as being able to plant the seeds of hope and inspiration on others way back then a record former president of the united
1: states john kennedy so so it sounds to me like you you kind of hooked into this you know this uh, sort of philosophy and and you know something that seems to motivate people at a real core level which is being part of a movement and yeah, yeah. So created something something that people can really believe in and get behind and collectively get involved with? Yeah, I, I,
2: I, I love the idea of, of creating something bigger than us. And I think that we all have that ability. And the more that we can learn to, to become a, in a line with other people and share a mission, the more that we can actually accomplish and get things done. And sometimes we can lead the mission, and sometimes we can join the mission. It doesn't matter. But it's that awesome feeling of being a part of something bigger than us.
1: Mm. Now, you you love to do. But we'll t- come back and we'll talk about the extra mile and you know what you've created there and and the principles and things behind it. Um, but one of the things we must talk about that I think is you know is is fascinating is that you you love to do lots of challenges and uh, I know talking to you, quite a lot of those challenges have been, you know, sort of solo ones, not necessarily, you know, with, with others. Um, you know, tell us about the sorts of challenges that you love and, uh, you know, maybe what's, what's sort of been your favorite? Well, you, you know, I, because I've taken this role as an
2: entrepreneur in my life and now as a, as a motivational guy, I, I am responsible for filling my own cup up. If I'm ever going to inspire other people, i've got to make sure that i am personally inspired you cannot you cannot listen and feel passion from a human being who's not feeling passion within himself and so what i do is i create these what i call axe sharpening adventures for myself every day Where not every day but every year where i go do these things like walk across countries i have nothing but a backpack once i enter a country I'm 100% by foot. I don't know where I'm going to stay at night. I don't know where I'm going to eat. I just know where I'm headed. And when I do these adventures, what it does is it sharpens me spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. It takes me down to a place where you learn to really trust yourself, that you can do it. And, you know, because at the top of every single one of my goal lists, the very first thing that I write is believe in yourself. So I go on these adventures pedaling across the country, walking across the country, because what it does is it's it gets me to that point where I go, come on, you can do this. You know the rain might be coming down in Shikoku, Japan, and it's up over my ankles, and and I've still got ten miles to go. And and you just go, come on, you've never done this before, but you can do this now. You might be walking Hadrian's Wall in England, and the wind is blowing at you sideways, and you're walking through countrysides with cows and cow stuff, and you're just maybe walking less than a mile in an hour because the wind's blowing so hard and you're saying to yourself you got this you can do this the most powerful belief one could ever have as they pursue whatever goals they have is that simple concept you got this you can do this
1: mm. and then what, what have been your your most sort of memorable trips that you've done and uh, and you know, have you got any particular situations or stories that you remember that really stick out in your mind
2: oh my gosh there's uh I, I remember, and here's a kind of a funny one, it was the very first walk ever, I was walking 550 miles across Spain on something called the Camino de Santiago from St. Jean, mm. France, over to Finisterre, Spain, and the, I walked over the Pyrenees Mountains, and I just walked it a little too hard, a little too fast, going up and down the hills, and I started, my my feet, I lost toenails and my feet became really, you know, really, really hurting. And I was limping yeah. into this really small town. I could barely walk. And this one Spanish lady who couldn't speak English and I can't speak Spanish. She came and she was running over to me, walking, watching how I was talking. And she was scolding me and saying all these things and pointing to my feet. And I knew it wasn't good. She pointed to a chair. She had me sit down. She, she, she motioned to me to wait. She went back into her house. She came back later and she brought, she brought, she brought Believe it or not, women's feminine protection pads. She took my feet and she wrapped my feet in these pads, taped them all up, nurtured my feet so that I can continue on for the next few days walking.
0: Wow!
1: Wow! Oh. <laughs> I've some memories of of um, one or two things I've done where I've lost toes and uh, and, and had horrendous blisters, and it's just agonising keeping going isn't it when your feet are in that sort of state but uh, lovely that somebody um, looked after you like that but, but Chris, it's an example of life. It's, it's mm-hmm. that sometimes
2: that we get so beat up along our journey that we want to quit because I had that option. Turn around, Sean. This is too hard. This is too tough. Go home. Go back to America. You can't do this. Quit. It's the same challenge that every one of us faces. We go towards our own goals in life. Do we continue forward despite what we're experiencing or do we go the extra mile?
1: Yeah. Wow. Um, my mind's going back to being in, a, in an ambulance, having my feet looked after. After I a, did a, 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 an executive stretch with uh, with the military once, um, trying to help the, you understand people in business understand what the military do. And basically, they just tried to kill us for a few days. And, um, and and I'd walked in these new army boots, and then my feet were in such a bad way, they put me in an ambulance and started working on them. But um, uh, different uh, military people kept coming in to have a laugh at my feet. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like come in bringing the mates in they were come and look at these uh, <laughs> so, wasn't wasn't fun um so um we're going to go to a commercial break now but what i want to talk about after the break is about you know going the extra mile and you know what are you know some of the you know, actions and behaviors of somebody who really does that and what do they achieve and what's some of the principles that sit behind this as well so we're going to be back with you again in just a, a couple of minutes do join us there's some great conversation with uh, sean about uh, you know going to happen so I'll speak to you again in a minute
0: facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper.
1: Hi, it's Chris Cooper here. I've got Sean Anderson on the show. We're talking about uh, going the extra mile, and uh, uh, before the break, we were talking about um, when going the extra mile can uh, give, give serious damage to your feet. But let's um, have a think about how, uh, you know, what are the real actions of someone who does it, and what's um, what, what are the consequences if you do go the extra mile? Um, Sean, so how you know how did how did those walks and experiences and reflection lead to um, the the extra mile concept? If it came from there. And uh, what are the actions of someone who really does it? Well, you know, every
2: time that I complete one of these adventures, I come back with the the deepest purpose I've ever had and, 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 the most vision I ever have of what I want to do. I mean, that's the result of, of of these these adventures. But let's talk for a second about going the extra mile, because in every possible area of your life, you can go the extra mile. Let me just ask you some questions, Chris. What what were to happen in your own life if you were to do, let's say, an extra 20 push-ups every day? How would you start to feel physically over a three-month period?
1: Well, well, I, I, I great. I have actually done it. So um, not my not an extra twenty every day. I found I got to a point where I couldn't do many more than another one. But um, but yeah, I, I have um, I've really transformed my fitness since about September, October, and I feel fantastic. Have to say, what, what
2: were it. to happen, Chris, if you were to bring your wife flowers? Maybe you do this, but once a week for no reason at all. What would happen in your relationship?
1: And well, I think she would be once a week. She'd be a bit suspicious as to why I was doing it to start. <laughs> What's happened with dramatic change in behavior? Um, <laughs> what would to happen? That would be good. What, yeah.
2: That would be good. What were to happen if, as a business person, you were to make 10 extra email cold calls every single day as far as creating new business? What would happen to your overall success?
1: Well, I think i it would probably have a it would have a, a big impact, I'm sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's the point. You know, that's basically the point. When we do more, we, we have the chance to create better. We have the chance to create more. You know, if, we, if, if you want to continue to produce the same results that you currently are experiencing and living your life, then keep doing the same thing. Keep absolutely doing the same thing. Keep doing the same thing at work. Keep doing the same thing in your relationships. Keep doing thing, the same thing in your health. And I guarantee you, you're going to keep feeling and, and experiencing the same things. But if you choose to take any one of those categories in your life that's important to you and just do a little bit more every day, walk the extra inch, watch what happens over time, you will experience your best days, your best successes.
1: And, and you're right because it's not – it's sometimes doing the small things and, re- and repeating it, isn't it? so you know, walking that extra mile a day or um yeah i'm trying to you know push it myself a bit more with um with with my running and my cycling and things at the moment and just you know each time i go out i'm just doing that extra extra bit of distance and, and, and entering an event and things like that but it, it is it, it's incremental isn't it over a period of time but it can be quite remarkable the profound impact it can have after you know a few months or a few years if you keep it going yeah, it just starts to add up. Let's imagine every
2: single day that we're living at a level of a three, a three. But what happens if you take that up every day and however you you choose to convert it, you start living at a four. Well, over a period of time, that four starts to multiply and things become bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, that's 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 probably why you've had a lot of the success you've had. You know, I have not yet met a host that put as much time and effort into his show as you, and your audience doesn't know this, but y- you know you went the extra mile. We had a conversation about two or three weeks ago so we could really get to know each other. Your assistant, Hazel, continues to go the extra mile and send emails out. You sent something else out to... To remind us of what the show is gonna go and how it was gonna flow. I mean, that's called going the extra mile. And I think it's when you do that, your show becomes so awesome that thirty two countries around the world start to gravitate to you, your show. And I'm gonna make a bold prediction that probably one year from now we're gonna be way over fifty. Mm. Mm
1: yeah we are well that's that was a week we are over 50 in a month (laughs) yeah but that's what's going the extra mile
2: is those are the kind of results that we start to produce it's when we we just do more than other people when we do more than we've done in the past yeah
1: yeah um no uh, yeah you're absolutely absolutely right and uh it it takes you know it takes a lot of energy to keep on doing that as, as well but it is it you know it does yield the results really um and I'm kind of intrigued. You know, you spent some you know, with with you spent some time in some really kind of tough places, and I sometimes wonder whether you know people have lost you know some of the humanity um, you know for going the extra mile with others. Have you come across that yourself, or is that just uh, a misconception?
2: Well, I think one of the greatest ways that people can ever go the extra mile is just trying to say hello to as many people every day. It's it's. Uh, it's most people's general pattern just to get in the elevator and not say anything. It's most people's general pattern maybe not to say anything to the cashier checking out our groceries. It's the g- general people's pattern not to, to carry on a conversation with the postman. But I, I believe that you know my life has become far more rich in life when I've gone the extra mile just to... To learn from people and create as many conversations as I can in a day, I actually have a goal to meet one new person every single day, and, and 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 it's going the extra mile and putting forth that effort and 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 just, just, just creating conversation. You know, that's more than just hello, but having a sincere interest in wanting to learn about people, because I think life is 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 its richest. When we encounter people, uh, the, the chance to learn, the chance to experience, the chance to enjoy them, and uh, if you want to change your life the most, just go the extra mile and meet a person every day. Yeah, and you never know,
1: do you, with with that? I mean, you can w- when you meet somebody new and regularly. And uh, I would say I I speak to somebody. I'm sure, on average, once every day, at, um, at least. But I, I find that with each, in each of those conversations, you kind of never know what's going to come from that conversation. It might be that you you learn something about yourself. It might be that you learn something that you can, you know, that you can use to improve your business. It might lead to an op- an opportunity for you to do something together. Um, and, and but the consequences of that conversation could be profound. Well, I think the,
2: the, the summation of it is we become more compassionate about the world we live in because when we start to see the struggles, the challenges that so many people face, it certainly starts to minimalize our own, but it also just makes us more compassionate and gives us a heart of service to want to give back to the world. You know, every single one of us, every single one of us has challenges that we're going through right now you know some of us are going through financial challenges some of us are going through health challenges maybe there was a death in someone's family maybe some of us are going through the challenge of disliking their job so much that they they want to find something new but but all of us have our stuff we're all going through stuff and i think the more that we show other people that we care about their stuff the more the closer we become to finding you know the the truest part of ourselves and and how we can how eventually we can handle our own stuff even better
1: just I mean something that's really just come up for me in that conversation that I think is really worth while discussing is you know I, I just reflected just then on the you know the people that i I connect with and talk with, and I'm very, very fortunate through through my work and speaking, but also through this show that I, I do get to speak to some really, really you know interesting people who like yourself who you know achieved amazing things around the world. However, what I think is important to do is that actually that's just one, Strata of society and and of the world, and I think um, you know what I really get from the conversation and from your your trips is that actually you know I I remember having wonderful conversations with people when I was in when I was in Kenya, but not you know people who didn't have anything, um, and actually I maybe learn more about myself and my humanity and humility from some of those people than than uh, maybe some of the, the other people who are you know doing pretty well for themselves that I get to talk to. So I think it's important to. To make sure that maybe when you're meeting new people, it's just not not just you know the people in the same clique maybe like you, but you're expanding your horizons and talking to people that maybe you wouldn't normally do.
2: Two months ago, I was in Jamaica and I was hiking up a hill. It was raining super super hard, and I knew I needed to get out of the rain. And there was a guy uh, waving me over who was standing with a group of fellows under uh, uh, a small roof at a bar. And and so I went over and I thought this is a great opportunity to meet someone and I went over and 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 this guy introduced himself a Jamaican he says that his name was Pirate Snoop Dog and <laughs> now I don't know in the United K- Kingdom if they know who Snoop Dog is do, but yeah, they do. okay okay so as I got there there was no doubt as I smelled the air under this this bar roof why he called himself Snoop Dogg and the pirate part was because he actually looked like a Jamaican pirate so here's a guy so far so uniquely different from me and we carried on this conversation for 20 minutes he says how come you're he says you're walking up to the falls I said yeah I'm walking up to the falls he says well how come you don't take a car I said pirate Snoop Dogg if I would have taken a car I would never have had the chance to meet you today. And he looked at me, and he paused, and he smiled, and he said, respect, man, respect. (laughs) And, 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 And oftentimes, if we show this respect to each other, and Chris, you have something to add to my life, I have something to add to your life, it's the mutual respect that if that's how we walk through life, I think that our lives would become so much richer.
1: You know, yeah, I mean that's, that's an interesting point there you made about, you know, you, you know, everybody has the ability to enrich your life but uh, you know, sometimes in, in, in business and in life you actually meet people who actually don't think you have the ability to add to their life and, and, and don't see other, you know, other people having that and you know, they, may, they may have gone and achieved a lot, be, be a CEO of a company or something like that, but actually they're missing out on an awful lot by having that attitude.
2: Well, you know, it's unfortunate that we measure success in life by how much how many coins you have in the bank or, you know, the position that you might hold in a company. It's it's not Chris how I measure success. It's it's not. It's I measure success by how much you give back to other people. How do you make other people feel? I think the richest man is a man like Snoop Dogg who had me walk away from that conversation feeling first off smiling smiling on the outside smiling on the inside how much greater gift could anybody have given me he could have given me a, a ten dollar bill and i wouldn't have smiled as much
1: as the the memory he gave me forever right yeah 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 very um uh, absolutely you know the, the world that we live in sometimes is very guided isn't it by things you know, material things and uh and, and actually that's not necessarily you know that's not the thing that people are going to remember you for when you're not here anymore is it it's actually how you touch them and help them and connected with them emotionally well i think so you know i mean i live in
2: los angeles california which in all honesty has sometimes could be the most superficial city in the world what kind of car do you drive oh okay Uh, your car is just a few years too old okay i don't know if i can hang with you you know uh how much money are you making okay well you know it's it's those we may somehow we've learned to measure ourselves on things that don't even matter on measurements that don't matter you know they just don't they don't really they don't they don't sh- they don't show the truest humanity of people uh when i was in shikoku japan walking across this pilgrimage uh some of the poorest people in the world would come up to me when they'd see me just resting and because i they could tell i was what was called a henro i was wearing the walking outfit the jacket and stuff going cross country people would give me their food and i could tell they had nothing mm-hmm. that's that's the sort of real humanity that I wish that we could start chasing as a, as, as certainly as a country and as
1: a world. Yeah, I remember walking in, being escorted in Kibera, the biggest slum in Africa, I think, in, in, in Nairobi, and uh, somebody coming up to me, and uh, you know, a guy with with nothing, and uh, shaking my hand and saying that's how telling me how welcome I was there. And then he walks off, you know, in quite a potentially intimidating environment. And uh, a little moment there that I will always remember, really. You know, I've I've got to tell you that I do have
2: that feeling often as an American in the United Kingdom. I, I, I know on separate occasions when I've you know, b- b- been lost driving on the the wrong side of the road in, in England and have had to pull into a fuel station after having done 19 roundabouts, you know, <laughs> going around trying to trying to figure this all out, I will always have someone that's there come up and say, can I help you, friend? And so many times they said they wouldn't try to give me directions. They would just say, follow me. I'll tell you what that kind of that kind of warm, beautiful spirit about really wanting to help someone is something that I don't experience as much over here as I do over there.
1: Um, certainly, in the north of England, you, you get that more than in the south. It's, uh, it's 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 very interesting. I noticed that big time when I moved to London uh, many years ago. Uh, talk trying to talk to people in a bus queue, and they all thought I was stupid. And then I remember <laughs> having a you know, a, lay, a local a neighbor who every morning I would get into my car. She was. Quite an elderly lady. She'd get in to get into hers, and I'd said good morning to her every day for working day that I saw her for two years before she spoke to me. <laughs> when she <laughs> spoke to me, I was so elated. <laughs> it became like a challenge. She's going I'm gonna get her to speak to her. I'm gonna get her to speak to me. To speak
2: to me. <laughs> the persistent spirit oftentimes splits the piece of wood, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so if we're sort of to wrap, you know, kind of wrap this uh, this section up, then you know, how would you really, really sort of define a very successful? Life.
2: Well, you, you know, are you happy? Do you feel harmony? Do you feel peace? Do you have purpose? I think those are those are those are words that really mean something to me. And and I think the most powerful thing anybody can ever have is that feeling of fulfillment. And and every day, you know, do you? You have something in which you are really focused. I'm not talking about a to-do list, but that, that that deep-seated mission, that drive, that purpose. Why are you here? What are you doing today? I think that for people to feel the truest, most fulfilled, it's find your purpose. What is it that you that you feel amazing at doing, and that you can help make the world a better place?
1: Yeah. Uh- and sometimes that might be you've got to go against convention or you 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 need something that's outside of the norm for your scenario i mean people thought that uh, when i started doing this that i was over here i was completely bonkers one or two people i mean you know my my parents and uh you know, people around me thought well, what what is he doing and some of my clients thinking what he's got a, got a radio show what's he doing but i had my her purpose was i wanted to I set an objective that I wanted to add value to over a million people, and I wanted to add value to people outside of my client base. You know, I kind of wanted to wanted to give back, really. And uh, incredibly, I didn't know at the time this became the vehicle.
2: Well, you know, you and I are very ki- much kindred spirits in many ways. My personal mission in life is to empower one million people to lead a more positive, passionate, and purposeful existence. And to me, I, I can't think of anything better to have lived my life than to to maybe helped either water someone's goals or help plant seeds for someone to find their goals in life i think i i that's what i'm most proud of as far as my life and that's what keeps me going i'm 55 today and i i think that i'll keep this purpose all the way till you know till i take no more breaths fantastic so
1: your 55 today is it your birthday today
2: no, just 55 today. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and uh, let's, I, you know, I'm actually, I'm hoping that I can stay 55 more days before 56 comes, right?
1: <laughs> like, so good. I thought I'd put you up at 8 a.m. in the morning. Well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, him, On my birthday, be, yeah.
1: Your birthday. Oh, yeah. my god. Yeah, cool. yeah. Excellent. Well, um, after the break, we're going to talk a bit, we're going to talk more about um, this sort of Positivity and where that comes from, and how you can you can develop it. But then, I'd love to talk about Extra Mile Day and you know how that works with the the different cities that you have uh, really a huge amount that you've engaged in this brilliant concept and and some of your future plans, Sean. So uh, do join us again. We shall be back with you again in just a couple of minutes.
0: From the boardroom to you. The business community's first choice in internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper.
1: Hi, it's Chris Cooper. I'm with Sean Anderson. And, and during the break, Sean and I were having this conversation about, you know, about, about your age. And Sean mentioned before the break that he was 55 and I, I'm 50 next month, uh, which feels like quite a milestone. And, you know, Sean, how, you know, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about, um, you know, your age? Does it, does it drive you on? Do you, do you feel, uh, you know, how does it energize you? What, what does it do for you? Well, it's, it's my general
2: belief that when people start getting 55, they start thinking about retirement. I, at 55, I start thinking about how do I create my best, my best speech, my best book, my best adventure, my best everything. And why wouldn't we be our best the older we get in so many ways? Because we're wiser, we're smarter, we're more compassionate, more sensitive, we're better communicators. So if we're better in all these ways, why can't our best- Days always still be in front of us rather than behind us, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, absolutely. And I, I think uh, you know, for me, I, I try and try and make every day count because actually, you know, it's it's fortunate to have it, and and um, and it actually drives me on. It's becoming more and more of a motivator every day, as I know that uh, you know I won't be here forever. And, and the other thing too for me, you know, we're talk, so talking about exercise. I've really you know push myself and move my ex- my fitness forward because I think actually I've got this um you know I've got this amazing vehicle which is my body and I have the opportunity to you know to really enjoy it and enjoy what it what it's what's what it's capable of in terms of you know running and you know keeping that energy flowing uh, and what a shame to just let it you know wilt away really and mistreat it
2: yeah and you also have you we recognize that we have this beautiful mind and we have this beautiful heart and we have this abil- mm. beautiful ability to to serve other people and and when we realize that we have all of these things every single day I start to see that there's one or two or 10 miracles in every single day. Because I think when we become so grateful for what we have, we become more grateful for the experience in which we live. So I can sincerely, after this call, I'm going to head to the beach and go for a jog. And I can tell you that I will soak in the power of the ocean and I will go, wow look at how much water there is i guarantee you that i will go down to my knees and i will look at the sand and realize that there are more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand on the beach because i believe that when we become more in touch with with every beautiful gift that we have we see more and more
1: of the gifts that surround us on earth mm, I, uh, yeah i couldn't agree more i i i I, I felt a little little weary about about one o'clock yesterday, and I thought all right i'm going I'm going out on my bike and the sunshine had come out and I did about twenty three twenty four miles. I'm going through beautiful countryside, and I just thought, how lucky am I And I think also that uh, you know going at a good good pace and uh, as well and just just finding yourself you know fairly effortlessly moving forward um it it brings up all sorts of you know thoughts and Re- re-energizes you really your thinking as well as your your know sort of physical body but uh being close to nature too is just great
2: yeah and i yeah, i think exercise is really tied into our success a lot because i think when we create physical motion in our life i think that we create you know we, we create success motion too because it, it it helps build us this feels good we keep flowing you know if 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 somebody wants to have a great day. I mean, I think starting your day with exercise is always a good way. It just gets that positive mojo flow
1: going. Yeah. Yeah. And how do um, how that, talking about that, you know, this, this positive mojo <laughs> and flow and you, know, you, you are a really ultra positive person. And, uh, and I thought that when I first spoke to you and had, we had a great, great conversation. And, and, and do you, is this something that comes naturally to you or do you with like your exercise, do you have to have to work at it? Uh, it's it's the self-awareness that if I wasn't
2: a super positive person, and if I was the opposite, I, I sure would live a, 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 about a thousand bad days in a row. You know, and who who wants to choose that? Who wants to choose? Who wants to choose feeling those thoughts? And when you when you ha- realize that you have the power to choose how you feel, that's a pretty awesome power. But in saying that. It takes work to be able to feel a certain way every single day. C- continuously, I, I, it's what I feed myself. It's what I feed my brain. It's the people I hang out with, what I listen to, what I read, what I think, what I write. But I've gotten this daily pattern now where I work on those things. And when I do work on those things, my days always turn
1: out well. Yeah, yeah. So, to, I really want to talk now, now a bit about, well, I'll talk about Go the Extra Mile Day and also just really interested to talk a bit about your work because, you have know, been very generous sharing with us today some of your thoughts and, uh, you know, feelings about, you know, going at the extra mile and we've talked about your, your travel and that, but I'm not sure what people, you know, um, bar speaking or, what, you know, what and writing, you know, what you do. So, I'd just love to um, find out a bit about, um, firstly, the, you know, Go the Extra Mile and, How did that really come about? And how do maybe cities get involved in that if they want help? Tell us a bit more. In 2009,
2: America and and, and the world was having just a lot of real, it was having a financial crisis. In America, especially, businesses were closing, banks were even closing, foreclosures of homes were at an all-time high. I really felt this general wave wash across America that people felt great despair. And then they started looking at others to make their life better. They looked at their boss and said, what are you going to do to make sure that our company stays afloat and that I continue to have a job? They looked at the government and said, what kind of program are you going to create to get me out of the situation? People would look at their spouse and say, what are you going to do to make sure our relationship is great? And I, I felt that people forgot this general premise that if you really want to create your greatest life, you don't look at your, your, your boss or your spouse or the government, but you look at the man or the woman in the mirror and you say to that person, what are you going to do to make your life better? So I decided to use my very small voice and, and remind people that if you want to truly create change, you don't keep doing what you're doing, but you go the extra mile. In a Forrest Gump sort of way, I took at that time my non-bicyclist body And I pedaled 4,000 miles across the United States as a symbol of what it means to go the extra mile. And along the way, I created events in 21 cities where I interviewed over 200 people who had been identified by my staff as having gone the extra mile. That was the formation of Extra Mile Day. I was pedaling across a stretch of Nevada, which is about 60 miles where there's no break. And it's the only part of the United States where you can pedal on the highway because there's no other way to cross. And I was pedaling in this very hot part. It was 110 degrees. And I started thinking, what else can we do to make this extra mile message illuminate, and I came up with this extra mile day concept. So as soon as I landed again at a rest stop, I called my staff and I said, let's start working mayors and have them recognize the extra mile volunteers in their communities that are doing great things in service. That first year, 2009, November 1st, I was ecstatic that 23 mayors ended up proclaiming extra mile day. And last year, November 1st, 527
1: did the same. Wow. Well, and do you do you do you help guide them in terms of you know the structure and the, how they should run that day to really engage the local community to be part of it? We plant the seed. It's
2: up to them to really recognize the people locally. Some people, some cities have done phenomenal things. They've got extra mile walks now in their cities where they. Actually, put people's names in bricks along this extra mile walkway and each year a new person's name or an organization's name gets added on this brick others have simple small events at the city council meeting where they might have four or five people who are doing amazing things in the community being recognized but every time that we clap for someone who's not clapped for very often What it does is not only it promotes a feeling of, gosh, I can do more, I can keep doing more, but it also showcases that this idea that maybe we can look to them and and do more ourselves, too.
1: Wow, that is amazing, Sean. So that that million target that you set yourself, um, you're probably well in excess of that now. You
2: know, I'm asked that question often, you know, where do you think you are on that million person? And I'll tell you, my sincere answer is every single day I wake up and I'm at zero because my truest hope is, is that one day I'm going to be so blessed and, and, and all the hard work and extra mile effort that I've put forward one day, something so magical and miraculous is going to happen that I'm going to have a chance to inspire a million people in a day.
1: Gosh, Wow. Well, that be that would be quite amazing, um, and uh, I hope your president doesn't, doesn't claim credit for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Sean who's done it. His team. Um, have that said here. Um, that would be now. That would be absolutely fantastic. And so, what do you do as a as a business? Then you, you obviously you know, you've initiated this. You plant the seed, but uh, how how do you and your your team earn a living?
2: Well, I've been really blessed in the sense that I've had a couple of good entrepreneurial successes where you know I, I don't have to be motivated anymore by by the the money I make, and I count my success by the people I reach. and And so really the two the two biggest things that I'm really focusing on is is how can I reach more people? And it's because of the books that I write and the speeches that I give. F- two thousand and fifteen, we toured the Philippines, and on a thirty day speaking tour. I had the the privilege of being able to speak to over twenty thousand people in the wow. Philippines. and um, as as I set that country as a mark, I remember that I was hearing from so many Philippine pe- uh, leaders that said, you know, there's no way that a motivational speaker could ke- ever come over and get that amount. In fact, I even had pasted um, on my mirror and on my door an email that I had received from the Philippines that said, you must consider the culture here in the Philippines. No motivational speaker has gathered that number of crowd yet here in the country. Events such as concerts, religious gatherings, and even political can't." gatherings. Can't even begin to sum up that number. A huge crowd here in the Philippines will only gather for a concert or very popular band, actor, or singer. In our setting, we don't have life coaches here or psychologists or motivational people. A crowd will only gather if there's money involved, food preparations for free, or certificates to be given. I kept that email uh, taped to my wall because I said, you know what, just because someone says that I can't do it doesn't mean that I'm not going to do it.
1: Wow. And, uh, and you did it. 20,000 people. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So what does what's, uh, the future hold for you? Let's go back another, another minute before we wrap up, really, and ask you final messages and things.
2: Well, one, uh, you know, right now, actually, I'm just – oh, I just finished my seventh book the four fibs we're in cover design mode right now so this book I'm the most excited about ever it's a fictional inspiration uh and I'm excited about that but but really I'm I'm getting geared up to be able to go walk across the country of Italy from from Milan to Rome that's what I'm getting psyched up for right now (laughs) in June you know because who that who the heck really wants to go do an adventure like that and believe me my brain's telling me that right now so
1: yeah that's what I'm getting ready for excellent well sounds absolutely amazing um, and uh, you know do you have any um sort of final messages that you'd like to leave us with man you we all get one life we get
2: one life there are no do-overs and and you know when you're taking your last breaths don't don't be thinking about all the regrets you have that you things you wish you would have done, because now is our time to make sure that we have a minimal list of regrets. Go live your life. Take risks. Don't be afraid of stepping outside your comfort zone.
1: Live your whispers. Live, live your whispers. So uh, what is that just uh, the, is that, is that the things that you didn't speak up about that you want to achieve? What do you mean by that? Yeah. Live your whispers. It's those, it's that, it's that small thing. Oh
2: God, I, that sounds so cool.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow. I wish, I, I wish I could do that because those, that's where we'll find our truest passions and our truest purpose. When we truly listen to that inner voice in ourself, that whispers, that whispers to us.
1: Sean, I've, I've just thoroughly enjoyed talking to you this afternoon. It's really, you know, really helpful, positive thoughts. This whole concept of going the extra mile is just, um, it's just brilliant and uh, you know, just just a real pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Ah, Chris, it's my privilege to be again on the Voice of America's most powerful podcast station.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. For, thank you very much for that. And uh, yeah, I hope our paths will cross again. Um, so if you want to find out about Sean Anderson, do go to www.seananderson.com anderson.com um, i would think it's well worth um, accessing the four fibs when it becomes available or some of the other works by uh, by sean um on next week's show we have uh, kevin harrington uh, kevin and um, some of you may know from the shark tank and um, kevin has developed over 20 businesses that are over 100 million dollars in turnover so it's going to be really exciting to to talk to kevin live next friday so do join us any questions comments uh, do, um, do let us know. Do share this recording as well on the show with people in your network if you've, uh, if you've enjoyed this as well and give them the gift of learning from uh, Sean Anderson. Uh, once again, a huge thank you for listening. A uh, huge thank you to Sean and uh, speak to you all again soon. Hey.